Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti Ecruel Dubai. So here they are then, the seven Cheltenham Festival special talking points. Ha ha! Starts, no real surprise, appears on here most weeks. Richard Johnson said it was pretty much all your fault, Harry. Not your your own <laughs> fault, but the jockey's fault. Yeah, it's look, it's difficult. Um, you go to Cheltenham. There's a lot of runners, a lot of pressure on. It. Everyone wants a good position. You know, eighteen, twenty runners, some twenty-four, and some, and you've got eighteen of you been told to be in the first four. Mm-hmm. It's not realistic. It's hard. And this course, the horses are going to be on edge, a bit more atmosphere. And, um, yeah, I mean, as a jockey knows, you, you can't canter. It's no more than a walk or a jig jog. Um, and, and the last thing as a, as a jockey wants is a, is a standing start. Um, we used to be able to hear what the starter was saying to you, which was always entertaining in the old days. We, I, I don't know whether the ITV viewers can hear what the, what the mm-hmm. starter's saying. I'm not sure they can anymore. Was it getting quite lively down there between the jockeys and the starters? No, not really. I mean, the starter obviously is telling us to keep steady, keep steady and, you know, slow it down. And to be honest, as jockeys, we're all shouting that to each other to try and keep steady. But it's it's difficult when you've got 12 up on the front row that they all want to be in the first three. It's very, very hard. And um, I think it comes to a point that, you know, a starter is a professional's job. They're professional starters. And it, where is, it's quite difficult is that it's it's in a rule book that there can only be a walk or a jig jog. And that's, I know there has to be a line, but if we are a little bit far back and break into a canter, but um, we're all, no one's trying to, to gain an advantage, you know, I think a little bit of common sense should come into play and the trigger should be pulled. And, but obviously I respect that there has to be a, a, a line written in a book, but my, my feel of it is a bit more common sense would be brilliant. You're the only person who's ever only allowed Brownie Frost 15 seconds to, to talk about the subject. <laughs> I'm under pressure. Well, Robbie Power, actually, he, uh, on the last day, he put it plain and simple. He says, if you charge the tapes, the person who's charged the tapes buying everybody uh, around the drinks in the, uh, in the waiting room. So that made them all steady up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to say disqualified. Do a Usain Bolt, did I thought you were about to say that for a yeah. second. Oh, word. That'd be interesting, don't, wouldn't don't, it? Don't start no, with no, 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 no. Here we go. Here's a, uh, the handicapping appeals panel. Nicky Henderson went to the appeals panel, got damned a compagnie reduced... And in she goes, well back favourite, and the appeals panel took a bit of, in some quarters, pretty good-natured barracking for this. Now, is this appeals panel fit for purpose, the BHA handicapping appeals panel, given that they appear to be, A, undermining the professionals who are doing their job rather well, and B, out of the five horses that have had their ratings adjusted by the appeals panel, four have gone out and won? Yeah, it's, it's clearly a difficult subject, this, and I just... I do wonder whether it is just causing unnecessary um, problems, unnecessary complications. Um, Nicky Henderson clearly mounted a very strong case why he thought Damned Company shouldn't have had the, the, the £2 rise for a, collat- for a, collat- a collateral form rise. Indefatigable, who we've spoken about already today. Um, <laughs> they got the double up, essentially. Yeah, produced a performance that caused the handicapper to, to increase down the company's mark for £2 relative to their Cheltenham form from earlier in the season. Nicky thought that wasn't warranted, and the panel ultimately agreed. And the, the problem is, and there, there are some very good people on the, on the, on the panel, some people I, I, you know, I respect hugely, but part of me just does think Handicappers are doing a job of handicapping. 
there is a process whereby trainers can ring a handicapper up and say, look, I'm, I'm not sure... I'm not sure this is right. I just wonder whether this extra layer yeah. of people involved is A, necessary, and is B, appropriate. Yeah, because there's always been an appeals system. It just yeah. hasn't had this huge panel from across the industry, yeah. and it hasn't just had quite the same look to it. So there's always been a, an appeals procedure which you kind of need to have. That's right. And while some of the people on these appeals panels um, have, are people that have got tremendous experience at rating horses and, and, hand, and assessing horses, some haven't. And in some ways I, I think it's not fair on, on those people right. to... Be put to, in that position. Absolutely. And, and to the criticism that then follows when something like this happens. Let's talk about the, the Irish domination of the Cheltenham Festival. Broadly speaking, it was a, a Mullins-Elliott domination with a couple of Henry de Bromheads thrown in and the Fox Hunters winner as well. So it wasn't that evenly spread even amongst amongst Irish trainers. But is domination of a handful of big yards, Harry, ever a good thing for the sport? Well, you know, it is what it is, really. You know, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. But, you know, it says to us that we've got to, you know, try and raise our game. You've got to do better. As simple as that, you've got to do better. Um, you know, obviously this week they've done very well in the handicaps. Um, you know, and and they've they've said in the past that maybe they're not treated as fairly as, as they should. Well, you know, that's not what the the results say. Um, they've had plenty of winners this week, but um, you know, Willie and, and Gordon are running. They're running thirty plus horses there, and you know, they'd like to think that they would come out with plenty of winners. Um, but yeah, we need to raise raise our game. Brownie, yeah. Exactly that. I mean, it's, it's competition at the day. We're racing. Um, the best of the best win, especially at Cheltenham. Um, so, you know, they come with big guns. We have to try and match them. Um, and, uh, yeah, OK, they, you know, it's because they're in Ireland, they have different handicappers to the English handicappers. And, and handicapping is opinions at the end of the day as well. Um, you know, it's, it's not, nothing, none of it is factual. So, um, But, yeah, like Harry says, you know, we can't, we can't have sour grapes about it. We just got to get kicking and do yeah, a bit better. Absolutely, seventeen ten the final score with the French winner yeah. as well. Uh, should British trainers worry? I'm not sure worry worrying is going to help them because there's nothing they can really do about it. Part of the problem is that um, these two huge Irish yards are being heavily supported by a lot of British based. Owners. owners, chiefly yeah. Park Stud. Their horses race in the red, white and blue <laughs> and their two Cheltenham festivals were trained they, by Willie Mullins and Gordon Elliott. And they've had all their flatter horses trained in, in, Britain. in Britain. Yeah, absolutely, but they and have chosen... don't really like racing horses abroad. Yeah, they've decided that in jump racing, Ireland is the place to be. The saving, it's hard to argue with them, it? Isn't is it is hard to argue with them, yeah, absolutely. The saving grace in terms of Irish jumping compared to Irish flat racing is that whereas on the flat the sport there is dominated by one outfit... In, 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 in jumping, they have this fantastic rivalry between two people who are hugely competitive and someone in Gordon Elliott who has openly said his dream is to be champion trainer in Ireland. Yeah. So they're not, they're not afraid to express yeah. their competition, and that's very exciting. Interesting. Um, the Elliott-Mullins battle will go on, of course, all the way through, through Punchestown. Right, best performance of the festival. You can frame this however you want. It can be a human, uh, a horse, anything you like. Uh, Harry? Wednesday was pretty good. Yeah. Um, no, look, Politolog, he, he was awesome. And I, I was, you How know, were you? Were you quite good on him as well? Yeah, I think I did all right. Um, <laughs> but no, 
Um, yeah, that was very special. But um, going forward, I think Envoy Allen was he was very very special. He's certainly a horse that um, is going to do plenty of damage in in the future. And you know, he he's the one. Uh, if there's going to be a star come out of the festival, it, he's the one. Brownie. Oh, it is difficult. I mean, it, it was great to see some of the old-time horses coming through and also the bridesmaid horses that have been going up against the likes of Altior coming through, like Politolog, who is, you know, very much loved in Ditchit. Finally getting his day in the sun was mega. Um, and, you, you know, seeing Min as well. I know I was, you know, back down the field and you always want to finish at the top of the hill first, but to see him... You know, have his day, and the way that he was jumping up sides me, you know, was you know he's a, he's a proper horse, um, and also album photo for a completely different style of run of uh, of a Gold Cup to still be able to come through. Um, you know, you have to have your hats off for his training and and that to that. And Lee, I'm sure you've got a few slightly different ones to add to the list. Yeah, I'll say two things. I'll say one, Goshen, Goshen, oh. Goshen. I thought he, I thought his before. I think it's a horrible thing to say, but his fall was the biggest moment of the Cheltenham Festival yeah. because of the drama that came with it. And I think he was, for me, he produced the most exciting performance for the Cheltenham Festival, both yeah. in itself and going forward. I think in terms of the other best performance of the Cheltenham Festival, and this isn't meant to sound uh, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm um, just saying this because the two people sat next to me, but the jockeys, there's an awful lot of pressure on jockeys at the moment yes. to, to obey the sport's whip rules. Cheltenham Festival in the past, we've had some horrific stories, miserable stories of excessive whip bans. That didn't happen this year. They behaved really responsibly, and that is tremendously to their credit. I think as a sort of general motif of the week, I said at the end of the coverage on, on Friday, and I said again, it was a very well-run week for all sorts of difficult reasons, and it was a very well-played week yeah. as well, as a general rule. But with every, every Cheltenham, there are always going to be a raft of disappointments, and Lee has just touched on one such disappointment. I mean, biggest disappointment, Harry, of the week. It absolutely, you know, it'd break your heart. You know, it really would. Um, I'm sure Jamie, just no words can explain or um, put into things how he feels. Um, watching it back, he, he uh, from a jockey's point of view, 100% did the right thing. If If he had a horse that was you know, two or three lengths behind him, coming to attack him. He he did the right thing in that he was positive. Everyone could see the stride was there. I thought the horse something must have caught his eye because he, he as he as he left the ground he paddled at the hurdle and he landed as you could see from the back of the last. He's landed straight legged and all the pressures come straight up through his front legs and hit Jamie up um, out the saddle. Um, you could see there he's paddled at the hurdle. And I don't know for what reason he did. You can see there as well. He's caught um, his, his front leg and his back leg together. That's actually ha that's happened to us before. A horse's front shoe has caught its back shoe. His, mm. the, front, the, the two feet have caught together. But he's met the last on an absolute flyer. Um, and he's still got away with it. I think it, it would have. He could have got back in the saddle if the shoes hadn't done. But um, listen. There's nothing you can say or do to console him. He feels how he felt is is rock bottom, and um, you know nothing you can do. But he's got good family, good people around him, yeah. and time's the best healer. And most of all, he's got a serious, serious horse on his hands. Yeah, he'll win the champion next year. Yeah, done. They'll repay him. Be right. 
Well, yeah, no, he, yeah, more Jamie was. I mean, he couldn't be a nicer chappy as well. And, um, you know, that's that sport, isn't it? Heartbreak it was right around the corner like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, we. I said, I tapped him on the knee. I said, it's all right, next year you win the champion hurdle. And you're, all right, yeah. But you will. It's very hard for him in this moment to believe that that's fully, isn't it? That's the thing, you've got to believe so that. We, we can all, you know, as a jockey, it's happened. I'm, you know, not the festival, but it ha it's happened to us all. We don't want it to happen. Um, you do it for the right reasons. Um, but there's no one feels worse than him. And um, look, they're a good family and they'll all move on together. So what will Festival 21 hold? Well, hopefully we'll be... We'll be racing Festival 21, but actually, what, what, how, in what way might it look different? In what way might this year's participants might might uh, have a an edge? And we talked about Goshen already, but yeah. in terms of the structure of the whole event, well, of course, the big thing is that we'll have an extra race. Mm. Mayor's next, chase, yeah, the, the mayor's chase will come in next season, and it will come in at a time when the mayor's division has never looked stronger. You know, we had three grade one winners on Tuesday with mayors. Obviously, one was in the mayor's hurdle, mm -hmm. but the arc and the champion hurdle were won by mayors. Um, I think we had three handicaps won by mayors. Yeah, the, the strength, I mean, that has worked. The, 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 the industry and the BHA in particular were criticised when they really enhanced the mayor's division. But the logic says that if people aren't buying and racing mayors, the sport is in trouble. Um, and what they have done has worked, it's, it, and it's working more and more and more. So we'll have a mayor's chase next season. In itself, it might not be a spectacular race in the early years, but I, I absolutely can see the logic for having it. When they brought the mayor's chase in, they announced that one race would go on the basis that we have seven races a day oh, over four right. days. So on what you've just seen, what goes? What goes if you could, if you could shave a race off the festival? I suppose the triumph has lost maybe a little bit more um, depth to it with the with with the with the boodles hurdle. So you'd be getting um, rid of the boodles. But it's arguably made so it a better race. The triumph. Yeah. Yeah, it has. But you know, year and years gone by, you used to have like twenty, twenty plus runners in the triumph. Um, look, I don't want to get rid of any. I want a fifth day, but that, <laughs> <laughs> more chance of winners. But I suppose there's tell them twenty twenty two. You might maybe. get a fifth day. Pick pick one, maybe that might be the race that has taken a bit more off the triumph of having that three-year-old handicap. Bryony? I was actually talking to Dad about the triumph, and I said, did you ever ride in it? He says, yeah, I rode in it back in the day when you had about 20 runners, and it was one of the toughest races and probably the most least enjoyable ones. So, you know, you weigh it up. Um, no, I, th I think rock on, have another day. <laughs> there we are. If we are to lose a race, and yes. I say if we are to lose a race, yes. I think it will be the Kim Muir or the National Hunt Chase. Yeah, well, the, well, to, we, no, I don't really want to go go all through it because we haven't got time. But the the, the three six National Hunt Chase didn't really do, offer much this year, did it? It wasn't a good race. No. In previous years, actually, we've had some very good National Hunt Chases, but that was the worst race ah. of the Cheltenham Festival. And I think it's very hard to justify getting rid of the one race that's purely for conditional jockeys when there are three races for amateur riders. Yes, 
yes, I suppose that's uh, that's a fair point. Let's um, let's talk about the ITV deal. Lee, you've been monitoring this, and you managed to sneak a column into the paper about it this week. When you know, it's always it's always these major festivals when, yeah. when these kind of sort of high profile powwows well, seem to take place. You just thought, thought they'd do it in a boardroom somewhere the previous week. I, it, I remember writing a piece this Saturday before the Cheltenham Festival in 2012 to say that the BBC was set to lose their racing rights. So that seems a long time ago, and a yeah. lot of water has passed yeah. under the bridge since then. Um, problem here stemmed from the fact that the, the Daily Mail ran a back-page story in which it was, was said without quotes that the ITV deal was in jeopardy because ITV wasn't, wouldn't commit to showing the sports major races on their main channel. So this was clearly a journalist who'd been briefed in order to try and uh, uh, apply some pressure yes. to, to all those concerned around the table to get on and do the deal. And the two sides, and there now very much are two sides, one side is the jockey club led by Delia Bushell and the other side is ITV. The two sides both privately felt that the, or reported that the other side had done the briefing. Now, mm. that, that, that can't be the case. Um, I think the truth of the matter is that ITV has basically said to the Jockey Club, to Dilly Bushell, that we can't necessarily guarantee that the Derby will always be on the main channel, quite simply because there are some there are occasions when the Derby clashes with a major football event. It would be a World Cup football normally, wouldn't it? Well, Ascot Ask wasn't all on the main channel last no, year. No, and Ascot had no complaints. Yeah. Ascot understood very maturely that if there's an England football game or a World Cup match compared 20, to a horse race, I mean, yeah. one is going to get way more ratings than the other. It just is. Mm. And if there was an occasion when ITV, which holds England home football match rights, I think, um, had to show that or the derby, it would show the England football. But, but realistically, and also the, if there was an FA Cup semi-final that ITV was due to show on the same day as well, the two sets of sporting bodies would find a way of not having those two events taking place at the same time. For me, on behalf of from the rights holders, it seems to me to be a mountain being made out of a molehill. Uh, yeah, the interesting thing I didn't know was that there was a report that the BBC and Channel 4 had expressed an interest again. Are you buying that or not? I would, I, well, I would not, I wouldn't be surprised if ITV don't secure the rights, whether a deal is done with a pay TV broadcaster, Sky or BT Sport, with In a handful of races a, on mainstream yeah, television, but realistically, and Simon Bazalgette has made this point, who, who was conducting the Jockey Club's negotiations yeah. before Dealey Bushell, that in the current environment, A, financially, and B, with the welfare perception of horse racing, I find it nigh inconceivable that the BBC would want to have a major role in horse racing on television in the future. Perhaps one or two races, but I find it extremely hard to believe. It seems to me that the ITV deal ticks every box, it's fulfilled every criteria set of it, if this doesn't happen, it will be one. It will be the sport shooting itself in the foot to an extent that I can't recall ever before. So that's the latest situation with the with the TV rights. I'm sure that will run and run. And those were this week's Cheltenham Festival special talking points. Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albastiet Cruel Dubai.